Welcome to Reiki Cafe Radio, where your host, Christine Renee and Bruce Taylor. We come together with more than 35 years of experience in Reiki, meditation, chakra knowledge, and holistic healing. We are passionate about helping individuals release resistance, step into their authentic selves, and align their lives with the truth of who they are. Reiki Cafe Radio is your choice for vibrant Reiki conversations, meditation experiences, and holistic wellness. This is your space for a deeper look into the ancient wisdom through modern eyes. So grab your tea or coffee and join us as we sip our way through this week's episode. And welcome everybody to this week's podcast here at Reiki Cafe University Radio. This is Bruce Taylor, and in this week's episode, I'm going to be diving into the practice of Reiki by answering the very fundamentally basic but very deep question of what is Reiki? Now, regardless if you're new to the practice of Reiki or if you've been practicing you know, for, for many years or decades, hopefully this will be an equally illuminating discussion this week. So first and foremost, if we look at the word Reiki, we can start to key in the idea of what Reiki is. Now, Reiki can be divided into two words, Rei and Ki. And Rei stands for universal, and Ki stands for life force or life energy. So Reiki stands for the universal pulsation or flow of the energy that is life. Now, you know, taking a step further into that, we've all heard the term chi, for instance, C-H-I, when we talk about Tai Chi or Qigong. Uh, If you have a yoga practice, many of you have heard the term prana, of course. Uh, The flow of energy through the body, even from a religious perspective, this might be what is achieved in prayer or in a meditation space when you really are able to sink into your practice And you can feel that pulsation. It's as if you touch that stillness, which is the pulsation and movement of energy that is life. Now, that's the same thing as Reiki. You see, the context of Reiki is simply touching the stillness or the pulsation of all that exists in the universe and sitting with that space. Okay. And If we look at the meaning of Reiki from that perspective, it might start to take on a slightly different meaning. It might start to take on a similarity more so in the sense of a meditation practice or a journey inwards, as it were, right? Because if we can simply sit with this universal energy that is life and we can start to feel a breakdown of the barriers between our waking existence and the subtle pulsation of this energy that is life, then the barriers between that start to become recognizable as our own uh, suffering, as it were. And it starts to become understood that the... uh, The story or the narrative that we've attached to our lives, you know, to our circumstance, to our beliefs, uh, to our illness, our injuries, uh, our abuse, our traumas, whatever it may be, the story 
if we can surrender into that universal pulsation of energy, then the story starts to lose meaning. And then the story softens. And once that story softens, then that story itself gravitates back towards Reiki, which is, again, the universal pulsation of energy. Now, as we unpack that and sit with that kind of meaning of Reiki, then maybe it's, it's fundamental here to also unpack the meaning of energy. Um, energy can quite often, especially in a metaphysical space, or metaphysical discussions can be discussed in uh, in very loose terminology, right? And so maybe we can put some tangibility onto even the idea of what energy is. Now, if you look at the uh, core component of all beings, this is from a more logical or rational perspective. You know, we can break down every bit of matter, which is just energy and form. We can break every bit of matter down to its atomical uh, components, so its elemental nature, right? So, you know, we as carbon-based life forms, we have, you know, all of the so many heavy metals in our body. We have um, the noble gases in our bodies. We've got, we're an amalgamation of, of all of these different elements of the universe. But notice that these elements have come from the universe, Right. And so we are simply the universe in form. And I don't mean that from a, a loose metaphysical perspective. I mean that from a very literal perspective. And so if we realize that the universe is within us, and this is, you know, again, quite a common concept, especially in meditation or, or metaphysical discussions. But if we can realize that we are not separated from the universe and we are made of the elements of the universe and those elements existed before us and will exist after we pass on. And indeed, our body will just return to those fundamental elements. Then we can start to realize that we are just those elements. And at their core, at the atomic core of those elements, is all of that energy. You know, the classic equation here is E equals MC squared, which is Einstein's, one of his very famous contributions. Now, that means the energy of a, a particular thing is equal to its mass times the speed of light squared. Now, if you think about from it, if you take your being in that perspective, you have an insane amount of energy inside of you. And even more so than as mass increases, that energy level just continues to rise. Now, that's the energy that I'm talking about because Remember that the, the law of the conservation of energy means that energy can only change form. It can't be created or destroyed. And so, you know, this is the reason I'm diving into this at the beginning of this talk here is from a rational perspective, I think it gives a really sound footing as to what Reiki is. We're simply turning into the energy that is our nature. And because energy can't be created or destroyed, it can only change form, then we start to see that the nature of our being is really just a snapshot of the nature of the form of the energy within us. Now, if we look at Reiki as a healing practice, this might start to shed some light as to why it heals. If we are a being of stress and frustration, anger, 
you know, trauma, resentment, whatever it may be, then our energy holds that narrative, right? We start to dive into creating a story based on those concepts. And from that story becomes our identity. And from our identity, we start to allow these resistances to become entrenched in our body. You know, like old habits are hard to break, for instance, right? Because it becomes more and more and more of our story. But see, Reiki helps us to rewrite that story. It helps us to sit in a space of stillness and peace. And it helps to realize that these narratives that we are creating about ourselves can actually be unwound. They can actually be rewritten and you can actually replace stress and suffering and trauma with stillness, peace, contentment, and love. And quite often, you know, a phrase that sticks with me and kind of forms a lot of my meditation practice is that the only energy that there is in the universe has to pulsate with the energy of love, right? So Reiki is the energy of love or Christ or the Buddha, Nirvana, Satori, enlightenment, stillness, whatever you want to call it. All of that is the energy of love because from that space of love, all life can exist. You know, if the universe and the energy of the universe was founded on resentment, anger, hostility, these types of things, then we would quickly slip away from a universe that is capable of supporting life to one that is hostile to life or perhaps doesn't even exist. That's an interesting introspective moment, in my opinion, when it comes to Reiki. See, if we hold a body which is energy-based, but if that energy is toxic in nature or fueled by aggression or anger or resentment or frustration or whatever it might be, then we are a body that is slowly dying because we are stepping away from the natural pulsation of the universe, which is love and balance and peace. And it's important here to think about the idea of balance when it comes to the Reiki practice. Now, you know, I'm spending a lot of time diving into the nature of energy here because that is fundamentally what Reiki is practicing, a connection to the energy. So, you know, that's from a very literal perspective, what I've defined there now from an energetic or maybe a more metaphysical perspective, I think we can look at energy from the perspective of balance. When we begin to dive into ourselves and when we begin to sit in our Reiki practice, then we start to cultivate a awareness of balance. You know, so the fundamental teachings of Reiki from a meditation or a healing practice, we start with the initial discussion of Reiki, which goes into the initial hand placements. And there is a huge amount of beauty in the hand placements because they give an opportunity for us to finally connect to ourself. And 
You see why I'm saying this is a more metaphysical discussion on what Reiki is here now is because we don't need to be concerned with the law of conservation of energy or the universe as a uh, representation of the energy at the atomic level or whatever you want to frame it as. We can set all of that aside for a moment and realize that just going in to the body and listening, turning our attention inward then what we start to find is pockets, moments, places, or fabrics of disbalance within the body. Okay. And, you know, the initial practice of Reiki is simply sitting in a quiet space and allowing your hands to make contact with your body at various places. So, In this practice, really what we're doing is we are allowing the tactility of our hands, the sense of touch, to create a deeper awareness on that one part of the body, okay? And let me explain or unpack that a little bit further. When we sit in a state of silence or stillness and we isolate our awareness to just our hands, then see what we're doing is we're creating a feedback loop with the body and the mind. You see, if the rest of the body is quiet and still, then where we place our hands, our mental awareness will flow. And this is nothing more complex than just a simple uh, distillation of the nervous system. You see, when we're sitting with our hands placed on the body, like, for instance, if you put your hands you know, on your heart or on your throat or on your head, for instance. If we're able to sit with our hands in that space, then the rest of the body becomes quiet. It becomes still and it becomes at peace. And what we do then is we allow the mind via the nervous system and the tactility of our hands to make a further refined connection to that part of the body. So, for instance, if you put your hands on your temples and you just leave your hands there and you breathe and relax, then really what you're doing is you're allowing the mind to tap into that part of the body and to assess it and to look at states of disbalance and realize or at least begin to unpack that disbalance and realize a path towards balance. So that might mean that for the first time, for instance, your body is able to connect into that organ or into that muscle or into that memory or into that belief pattern. And by touching that belief or that organ or that space in the body with honesty and balance, we allow it to then naturally unwind and come back to the core fundamental pulsation of energy within the universe, which is life, which is love, which is harmony. Because there's only two ways that this energy can flow, right? It either flows on a path of harmony and balance, or it flows in a path of chaos and disorder. And I will postulate here that the ultimate aim of Reiki as a practice, as an individual journey, 
is of course to um, arrive at that level of balance, that level of stillness, right? That level of love for the body, the mind, and the spirit. You see, but in order to get there, we have to go through the chaos. We have to face the chaos and sit with it. And I don't mean chaos from a grandiose or kind of insurmountable perspective. I mean chaos from the statement of disorder. And by facing that disorder, it's the only way that we can allow disorder to become order. And so, you know, this kind of brings us again back to the meaning of Reiki, of universal life force. If we sit with this universal pulsation of life long enough and quiet enough and still enough, without beliefs, without want, without need for um, outcome or even in many ways without need for healing, then what we simply do is we allow the body to come back to balance. We allow the mind to come back to balance and we allow our spirit to come back to balance because what we're really doing is we're stripping away the fundamental narrative of suffering. We're removing the space for disbalance to exist within the body. And, you know, from a Chinese medicine perspective, for instance, illness is a result of a stagnation of the flow of qi. And so another way to interpret that is that illness is a result of disbalance within the body. And, you know, there's a very interesting difference here between Eastern and Western medicine. Western medicine is, uh, of course, looking to treat the symptoms, but rarely does it get to the core And Chinese medicine in particular is looking to treat the flow of energy. And it's using the symptoms as a guidepost. Both of those at some point hopefully arrive with a process where the individual is able to get back to stillness, where they're able to realize that there is a moment of stillness there and that's how we heal. And Reiki does something very similar. You see, by cultivating the space of stillness, and a space where we can simply sit in that stillness with the hand placements. You know, if you're at level two, then perhaps incorporating the symbols. If you're at the master level, then looking at the master symbol and, you know, incorporating all of the attunement processes and everything that follows with your understanding of Reiki. All of those become tools to help cultivate the stillness within us. And it's as if when we cultivate that stillness, when we simply surrender to what is Reiki, then we are able to touch onto the truth of what we really are, which is Reiki, which is the universal pulsation of life. And see, to get there, we have to get out of the way. To simply be in that space of Reiki, we have to surrender to it and smile and just be with the practice. Now, the way that I'm framing all of this, it might sound like this is an easy uh, journey. And for some people, it might be much easier than others. That's for sure. But I would postulate that for everybody, this journey takes work and it takes surrendering and it takes courage and it takes strength because a journey of Reiki is a journey of healing. 
And we can't heal if we don't release pain, if we don't release suffering. You know, we, we don't heal from an illness until the pain of that illness is processed via the body. We don't heal from our emotional wounds until those emotional wounds are looked at from a perspective of honesty and strength and courage. So in many ways, this is a long, slow, and sometimes difficult process. Now, regardless of that, and regardless of where you are, maybe you're just now wondering what Reiki is and you're just starting, or maybe you're a Reiki master, I would continue to suggest here that we are all still on the same path. The journey is endless. The rotation into the self, the surrendering to the pulsation of life is endless because even if we're able to surrender fully into the practice of Reiki or life, whatever you want to call it, the ego will come back. The conscious awareness of this will come back and that's fine, but we let it come back without judgment or belief. So we let it arise and fall and arise and fall. Anytime that we attach meaning to that process, then we are creating more resistance. We're creating more space for the ego to exist. So how do we do this then? How do we cultivate this space? Well, it's simply returning back to the fundamental precepts, for instance, within Reiki. Just for today, I will not worry. Just for today, I will not anger. Just for today, I will do my work honestly. Just for today, I will be grateful. And just for today, I will be kind to all living beings. You see, if we take these five fundamental precepts of Reiki and apply them to what I've already covered here in this podcast, then we can start to see that these precepts are actually just reminding us to stay in stillness, to stay in a place of balance, neutrality, and allow whatever is happening to happen. Allow the journey to unfold in front of you. Allow that journey to be walked step by step. Allow the frustrations to exist, the space of healing to exist. And equally so, allow time for rest. Allow opportunity to step away from your practice, to step away from Reiki, to step away from the belief that you have to constantly be healing because we need rest as well, right? And so... You know, if you're new to practice or if you are, if you've been staying with, you know, Reiki for decades or whatever, it's still the same, the same journey. It's still surrendering into the space, place your hands on your body, surrender and smile, stay with the practice, surrender to the practice. If you don't get results, don't be angry. If the results, the healing process is overwhelming, don't worry. If you wake up one day and you realize that you're just too tired and you just need more rest, then just do your job honestly, which is to realize you need more rest and to not worry about that space or to not worry about the healing that's coming, the process that's unfolding, and to just be grateful of the journey wherever you are. You know, and in saying all of that, that might come across as a bit blasé or a bit too easy, as it were. You mean that I can just simply sit 
place my hands on my heart and breathe and I'll heal? Yes, that is what I mean. But that's not an easy process. Because what we're doing is we're cultivating a space where we can face our demons. We face ourselves, And the only truth that there is in this existence is that we have to face our true self so that we can realize that we are just a pulsation of this energy of the universe. The barriers between our waking existence and the fluidity of the energy of the universe are created by our ego, which is created or not created, but supported by our suffering because our suffering becomes the narrative that keeps us away from this true pulsation of life, of balance and of happiness, right? So if we're able to come into the practice of Reiki with all that I'm saying here in mind, then we simply realize that Reiki is a journey inward. And that journey evolves in steps. And it's what I love so much about how Reiki is taught. So, you know, the initial teaching of Reiki is Shodan level one. And when we go into Shodan, we learn the hand placements. We learn the meditations. We learn how to breathe, how to sit. And what we're really learning is how to hold space with ourselves. And what I really mean by that is actually that we're able to sit with ourselves, get to know ourselves and see ourselves with an increasing degree of honesty. And once we begin to cultivate that honest connection, then we move on to level two, Okudan, which is the inner truth of Reiki. And that means now that we have made a increasingly more honest connection to ourselves, we are able to apply the fundamental teachings of Reiki, the symbols, again, the attunements, the meditations, the precepts, to help uncover more of that resistance within us, which actually helps us to write a deeper truth. And that deeper truth actually means that we are relieving more of our suffering because the truth is Reiki, is Satori, is the Christ consciousness within all of us, the energy of the universe. And the barrier to that truth, once again, is our ego. And that ego is framed by our suffering. So, once you're sitting with Okudan and you're sitting at level two and you have hopefully internalized that practice and that understanding, then moving on to the master level of fully just surrendering into that energy, the pulsation of that energy and being with it. And what I love about the practice of Reiki is that we need to keep in mind that there is no destination. There is no end point. Because if we identify an endpoint, then we stop our evolution. For sure, we can take breaks. For sure, you'll have a healing crisis or you'll have moments where it's too cathartic. There's too much being released. And that's fine. We take a break there. But we need to get back on the horse, back on the journey, because we need the flow of energy to hopefully remain as consistent and fluid as possible. And so you see from this conversation here, I hope that there is a deeper illumination here as to what Reiki really is. 
Of course, Reiki is discussed as a healing modality. It's discussed as energy transmitted via the hands onto you or others. But in reality, the deeper meaning to it is that Reiki is a journey simply into this energy. And if we can begin to realize that by being in this energy, then we start to become increasingly more free of our suffering, of our resistance, of our beliefs, of our illness, of our narrative of that resistance or illness, then we start to find that we can cultivate our liberation. And liberation here simply means we start to realize that the separation between us as humans and the energy of the universe or we start to realize that the separation between us as humans and all other living and inanimate objects in the universe is fictitious. We start to learn that we can pull down that separation, that we simply are that that space, that fluidity. Then we start to see that suffering and illness, resistance, anger is a choice. Arriving at that choice is the journey. Realizing that choice is the journey. Surrendering to that choice is the journey. And arriving on the other side of that choice is the journey. And I feel that all of those together make a beautiful summary and synopsis of what the deeper meaning of what Reiki is as a healing modality. We are trying to arrive back at balance, arrive back to non-duality, and arrive back to a state of our true existence, which is the pulsation of the universal energy of life. So thank you, everybody. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. And until next time, in light, in love, and in Gashau to all of you. Be well, and see you for our next episode. Reiki Cafe Radio is sponsored by Reiki Cafe University, where your Reiki dreams become reality. Join us on Instagram or Facebook at Reiki Cafe University, watch our videos on YouTube, or visit the website to learn more about our colleges of Reiki, chakras, and business. It is our aim to help you on your path to wellness, guiding you into confidence, transmute your inner critic, say yes to you. Your path to abundance, wellness, and health unfolds from here. In love and light, Christine Renee. And... Bruce Taylor.